This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On today. We are going to talk about real self-care. <laughs> I know, you're thinking, well, what do we talk about every week, Casey? We do talk about real self-care, but this book by Dr. Pooja Lakshman is entitled Real Self-Care, a transformative program for redefining wellness. But stay with me, because this medical doctor went down the woo-woo rabbit hole, and that's what this book is about. And it's something that we touch on almost every week, but now we're just going to scream it out in the headlines. If you have an underlying condition or deep trauma, you are doing yourself a disservice to try to self-care it away. Self-care, the way that word is thrown around so much today, is really a privilege and a luxury for those who have already done the really hard work. It is very difficult to self-care your way out of buried trauma. It is really difficult to self-care your way out of panic attacks or true anxiety, right? And even though I live in this world of Reiki and meditation and affirmation and gratitude lists, I have said to people, I don't want you to join this women's circle, this Zoom, this retreat, this whatever, unless your therapist knows you're coming, unless you know you can call somebody and get the support you need that goes well beyond what I'm preaching. And having that insight came from finding myself at seminars, retreats, and Zooms that I was leading, and there'd be somebody or a couple of somebodies in the room with really deep grief or really deep issues that were so far beyond anything I could offer. But man, I learned the hard way. Sometimes real self-care is seeing a psychotherapist. Real self-care is getting a medication. Dr. Pooja Lakshman says setting boundaries is one great step towards real self-care, yet she writes clinical depression and anxiety both make it difficult to set effective boundaries with the people who are close to us. So oftentimes when you're trying to muscle through with fake self-care, you end up feeling like you're a failure. So what we're saying is, sure, do all the things, use all the tools. I do. But if you still don't feel well, professional help is the key. So much of this fake self-care world is about somebody making a buck. And some of it is supremely superficial. And you know what else? If you're just starting out on a self-care routine, you might have to start with superficial and work your way deeper and deeper. So I I don't want to demonize or villainize anybody, but I do want to say even this sage carrying Reiki master believes in medication, believes in psychotherapy. We weren't meant to woo-woo ourselves to wellness. Okay, I'm going to read just a little bit from page 75 of Dr. Pooja Lakshman's book, Real Self-Care. She writes, 
wellness has gotten things a bit mixed up when it comes to mental health and self-care. Right now, there's a misconception that you can self-care yourself out of major depressive disorder or post-traumatic stress disorder. However, mental health conditions are neurobiologic and require trained professionals to provide psychotherapy and sometimes psychotropic medications to help you feel better. Instead of thinking of self-care as a tool to treat a specific condition, think of it more like a spot test to see how you're doing. If you know that your daily walk in the dog park with Fido is your nourishing time, yet you find that you just can't bring yourself to take the dog out, or if your guilt is so intrusive and constant and you feel completely powerless to stop it, that could be a sign that you need to seek professional help. Once your psychiatric condition is treated, then it becomes possible to enact the principles of real self-care and put practices into place. Dr. Pooja writes, I have personally struggled with clinical anxiety and depression in the past and had to seek treatment for those conditions before I could begin the self-guided work of real self-care. Right? When we have our monthly Zooms, the first thing I say, and usually the last thing I say too, is what a luxury that we get to gather together in wellness to find deeper wellness, more wellness, to sustain our wellness, to nourish our wellness. And I'm not saying you have to come to the party healed, but you have to come to the party knowing that this one thing is not the answer. Yes, together with our Reiki circles and our sound healing gong baths, we can soothe each other's nervous systems. We can take each other to a place of deep relaxation. But if you're doing all the things and still not feeling good, you're not alone and help is available. Meet Dr. Pooja Lakshman. You know, I'm a psychiatrist. I'm 39 years old and a clinical professor and an established professional. But 10 years ago, in my late 20s, I went down the rabbit hole of extreme wellness. And that's why the sub-subtitle of the book is Crystals, Cleanses, and Bubble Baths Not Included, because I spent two years really, really deep in the woo-woo wellness world, and I came out the other side heartbroken and really depressed also and had to go through my own psychoanalysis you know medication all these different things so i wrote this book because i wanted people to understand that the answer is not outside of us and yes mainstream medicine has its problems but there are just as many hypocrisies and contradictions in the spiritual wellness space as well and unfortunately we can't outsource our decisions. Mm. I, uh, I, I don't know what, I just, I want to scream. I want to applaud you. This is amazing. I, <laughs> I do women's retreats. And what I say to my, my, my speakers is join me in leading these women that are here for the weekend to find the answers within themselves. Everybody's got a tool. It's sound healing. It's whatever the heck. It's, you know, eating for your chakras, whatever. You can expose your tool for sure. Tell us all about it. But then lead the women to find the answers within themselves. So I want to know, doctor, why did you fall down that rabbit hole? Yeah, you know, for me, it came from a deeply personal place. 
um, at that point, I had sort of checked all the boxes. I'd done all the things that I was, was supposed to do. I'd gotten married. I'd gone to the prestigious Ivy League schools. I'd become a doctor. And when I finally kind of turned inward, I found that I didn't know how to be happy. You know, I felt empty inside. And then I was looking around in psychiatry. I was a psychiatry resident. And I found I felt just as powerless as my patients did. If I had a patient who lost childcare for the third time in a month and was getting fired, you know, I could prescribe Zoloft, I could do psychotherapy, but I couldn't get her her job back, right? Mm -hmm. So it was like these systems that we live inside, I was seeing them up close and starting to understand that the game is rigged, right? I was really angry and, and basically just blew it all up. You know, left my marriage, moved into this commune in San Francisco, dropped out of my residency. So it was really an escape. It was like I was going to just leave this life and try and start a new one. And, you know, what you were saying about the retreat, I think that's so spot on because it's not that I'm I'm not trying to demonize the bubble baths or the massages or whatever. It's more like you need to understand what that solution can bring for you. And sometimes it is just an escape. And that's okay. We all need escape certain times in our life, right? We need vacations, but not expecting that vacation to be the thing that is going to solve all your problems. Right, right, right. Tell me why you say the system is rigged. Yeah, the system is rigged in so many different ways. So here are some statistics. You know, 30 million Americans don't have health insurance, right? Mm -hmm. That's a pretty damning statistic. 25% of American workers aren't able to take a paid sick day off from work. If you're a black woman, you have to work for 19 months to make the same amount of money that a white male will make in 12 months. I'm talking about racism. I'm talking about late stage capitalism. I'm talking about patriarchy and sexism. My clinical practice is in perinatal psychiatry. So most of my patients are moms and taking care of small kids. And and that's one of the spaces where this comes up so deeply. We don't have paid parental leave in America. We do not have federally mandated paid parental leave in America. So again, like we're living in this system that is conspiring against us and yet we're sold that you should just take a bubble bath and have a glass of wine and right. you know they're there right right you're fine right, right. <laughs> and and to all the healers listening we're doing a disservice when we say take this sage and this feather and cleanse your aura and think that that's going to make you feel better you know i'm not saying it's not without merits because i am in that world but we also have to empower women to take the next steps and what do you say there are if if the if the answer isn't really in the bubble baths and the crystals where are they and where are the answers doctor yes yes so the first step of real self-care is in recognizing your boundaries and that's something everybody talks about right boundaries isn't anything revolutionary and i'm not claiming any of this it's, again it's not revolutionary it's common sense stuff but you you have to actually do it in your life and that's the hard part right and you know i, lo- I love that you you said the the feathers and the crystal things not me so mm-hmm. so hopefully people won't come at me on my <laughs> social media but um <laughs> you know i think there's different ways it's less about any one thing being wrong and it's more about how do you get to that thing so maybe the sage is really helping you but maybe also you have two years of back taxes that you need to do and like that's the thing that you need to do first and you're using the sage as avoidance right Mm -hmm. or maybe you have a boyfriend that has been like sleeping on your couch for three months and hasn't 
given you any money towards rent. And so maybe what you really need to do is have a hard conversation with him, mm-hmm. right? And and the tincture or the elixir is not going to do that hard conversation for you. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Everybody has to read this book. This is, it's, it's just so needed. It's just so needed. And doctor, you're talking to a Reiki master and a life coach. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. No, I did not know that. No, but, but, I, but I've seen so much and I tell people that I work with, I will only see you if you're also seeing a therapist. Right. Because mm-hmm. I, I, oh, I love that. I found that, you know, uh, I want to help people. I don't want to hurt people. And sometimes we're hurting people by giving them the feather and the sage. And then they feel like they failed again. You know, I'm doing all the incantations. Why isn't my life working? Yeah. And that's that's the like, deeply heartbreaking part for me as a psychiatrist, because I was there. Right. I did it, too. And I blamed myself. I totally blamed myself, and I think that's natural for women. And so that's the message also, right, that it's not your fault. The path out of this also that I want people to understand is that there is no magic one dramatic thing Mm -hmm. that's going to fix everything. It's actually just hundreds and hundreds of small decisions in your daily life that usually end up being really quite mundane. Those are the things that actually lead to change. And, you know, you could be depressed about that message because, like, it is hard work. But I also find that to be a little bit more relieving because then there's not so much pressure that you have to find this next one thing. It's actually just, it's all right here and it's small decisions, it's small choices, and it adds up over time. I need, And that's what's actually sustainable. Right. And I need you in the seconds that we have left to tell me, how did you find your way back to this point of balance? I mean, I'm not even there yet, though. That's the other thing, right? It's a constant journey. You never check it up. Now I'm doing a tour, and I'm having to learn how to do real self-care for myself in this next twist and turn. (laughs) Got it. Got it. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your brilliance. I wish I could talk to you for hours. I'm just going to have to stalk you and have you back. I would love to come back. But if I stalk you, you'll make a boundary, and that'll be good for you. And it's (laughs) win-win. Where do do we go for more information? Yes, well, you can buy the book, Real Self-Care, in all the places that you buy books. It's on Amazon. There's also an audio book that I narrated. So if you like the sound of my voice, you can listen that way. And then my company, Gemma, is a women's mental health platform, G-E-M-M-A. And I'm also on Instagram, at Pooja Lakshman. So this was just such a pleasure of a conversation. I can't wait till the next one. Dr. Pooja. P-O-O-J-A, Lakshman, L-A-K-S-H-M-I-N. Dr. Pooja, Real Self-Care is the book. And also check out Gemma and Gemma Women, G-E-M-M-A. Pooja, a doctor, having traveled down the rabbit hole of faux self-care, when I asked how she made her way back, she said, I'm not sure I'm there yet. And isn't that the truth about all of us? everywhere all the time because well one of the becauses there's many becauses but one of the becauses is when you're on a journey of self-care and hopefully it's the high road of true self-care doing the 99 little things every single day as much as you are able to what happens is you find new layers of yourself you find new things that pop up so 
Are we ever there? Do we ever get it done? Aren't we always trying to be cleaner, clearer, more authentic? It's a beast with a lot of tentacles, right? Because we also want to be very happy right now where we are, or as happy as we can be, except where we are right now. And there's one more thing I want to share with you from Pooja's book, Real Self-Care, and that is practice coming from good enough. Think of a recent situation in which your needs and preferences were in conflict with those who are close to you or whom you are responsible for. Imagine the situation, but first start with assuming that you handled it by being selfish. What would the selfish version of you do with this situation? How does that make you feel? So think of a conflict situation and imagine you handling it in a selfish way. Now think of a conflict situation and imagine that you handle it in a selfless way. You just selflessly took care of this situation. How does that make you feel? Now reimagine the situation a third time, but start from the assumption that you are good enough. When you come from a place of good enough, you're approaching your decision by wanting the best for all parties, including yourself, and you're valuing the feelings, time, and energy of everyone equally. Now what kind of choice would you make? And now, how would you feel about this scenario? Pooja gives us three things to think about when you want to come from a place of good enough. First, think, how does my fear of being selfish prevent me from getting to good enough? What are the costs, physical, emotional, and spiritual, of being selfless? And in which areas of my life do I feel most convinced of being good enough? Can I bring that conviction to other areas of my life where I'm less certain of my inherent good enoughness? Something to think about. And that last part is an amazing key. There are some situations in your life where you feel you're good enough, wherever that may be. You know, maybe it's being a parent or a a sibling, or maybe it's being a teammate. Maybe it's in your volunteer work or your community work. There are places in your life where you feel good enough. And then there are other places where we feel we have to act selfishly or be completely selfless. And when we're in the selfish mode or the selfless mode, we're not centered in our good enoughness, right? So think about where you do feel you're good enough. You know it's in there somewhere. And try if you can't like copy and paste that over to other areas of your life with practice. And all of these practices got me thinking about all the crazy things I've done in the name of self-care. But first, a little bit of irony. While Dr. Pooja Lakshman was talking, I got a text from the owner of the salt room that I have a four o'clock appointment to give Reiki this afternoon. Yes, I'll do that. I'm giving the Reiki. And actually, I know why this client is coming. She told me she's coming for Reiki because she needs help processing grief. And I know I can help with that. And I know I can direct her to other professional resources if she needs it. But this whole conversation got me thinking about all of the crazy things I have done over the decades in the name of self-care. I think perhaps the craziest was spraying myself every day with energetically charged colored water sprays. Oh my goodness, they were like $50 a bottle. 
and you'd spray them and you'd do this little dance while you sprayed them, rolling your hands around in the air. And then when you finished that bottle, you had to buy another one because it was like a whole journey. That was crazy and expensive. I've also chanted Hue. I think it's Hue. H-U. I used to do that for a while. I walked blindfolded up a mountain, you know, assisted by a monk, of course. I remember holding a kundalini pose for 11 minutes. Man, crazy thoughts go through your mind while you're holding a crazy pose for 11 minutes. Oh, I've worn colored glasses, too, after being muscle tested and told I was, you know, a court low on certain colors. That still fascinates me, the colored glasses. I don't know. Probably crazier things, but all with good intentions. All with trying to align with source. All with trying to have a meaningful spiritual life. So if you're striving for something better, I'm with you. If you're striving for more love, more peace, more joy, I'm with you. If you're striving for more meaning, I'm with you. And I think the question to ask yourself when you partake in any spiritual practice, I think the one question to ask yourself, it's a two-parter. Does this help me feel more compassion and love towards myself? And does this help me feel better aligned to my best self? And if you can check those two boxes, yes, yes, this practice helps me love myself more, or this practice helps me align with the most authentic part of myself, keep doing it. Even when I was doing that crazy thing with the colored water sprays, (laughs) they smelled so nice. Um, I was committed to, I think it's like a 21-day practice each bottle. I was committed to 21 days waking up and paying attention to my own energy field. That's not a bad thing, right? When I was in that kundalini pose, I was committed to building strength of mind, body, and spirit. When I was up the mountain blindfolded with the monk, I felt accomplishment and excitement. Wearing the colored glasses, I just felt silly. (laughs) But I really, really like them. I don't know why. All right, that's our conversation for today. I would love to hear from you. What are you doing for your self-care? Start with drinking more water. Start with taking a walk around the block. And the most magical, magical thing you can do to change your mood and lift your spirit is to call a friend. Call a friend. And don't worry if you arrive at that phone call a little bit broken and beat up. Call a friend. Tell her what's happening. That's an amazing self-care tool that I used myself recently. Alrighty, I'm Casey. This is Shine on the Health and Happiness Show. Thank you for listening. We've got two summer retreats coming up in July and August. Find more at caseysplace.com. The Sunday Market on the River with Yoga starts in June, and I will see you there at yoga because I'm committed to not working too hard this summer. Our thought for the day is from Tom Bilyeu. I don't know who he is, but I like what he said. Make sure your habits are taking you where you want to go. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show. With new episodes every week, it's your time to shine on.